Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we're going to be talking about vulnerability and what it means to get the most out of your players. And I know those topics may seem like they aren't they aren't they aren't joined together, like they don't they don't jive together. But I think it's it's really important uh, if we want to get the most out of our players that we are vulnerable with them that we are honest with them. And if we as head coaches want to get the most out of our coordinators and position coaches, I think it's important we are vulnerable with them as well because people crave honesty and people are drawn to people who say, hey, I messed up and are vulnerable about what they messed up on. And I can, I can attest to that. I think everybody listening to this podcast can attest to that, that we are drawn to people who say, Hey, I messed this up, but here is how I went and got it right. Because as a coach, it is, it is just going to happen, right? We're going to mess things up. We're going to get things wrong. We're not going to make the best decision, but what's, what's important is that we, we learn from, from failure. And there's this email that I get called the daily coach. I'm going to talk about some different quotes that are from this that pertain to what we're, what we're talking about. And this email is called notes of an elder. I think it comes out on on Fridays, maybe something of that nature. Uh, And it's really, really, really good. So if you have not subscribed to the daily coach, I will put a link to that in the show notes because I think it's a, it's a worthwhile subscription. I read it pretty much every day and it's a really good thing to read to start your day. It's something that can help you uh, think more clearly. There's a couple of things I read at the beginning of my days. I read uh, the daily coach email. I read the email from the USCCB, which has the daily readings of the Catholic church. And then I read about the popes and uh, I'm in a series right now called Popes in a Year, and I'm also I also read the Catechism in a Year that comes to my email as well. And I think it's important that we have a routine. We have things that we that we read daily, so we can ground ourselves in in truth, and we can become wiser. I was listening to a coach a couple a couple of years ago at a Glacier Clinic, and at the time, I didn't think that. Um, he was going to be a, a famous coach. I thought that he was just a, you know, a small college speaker. But the guy uh, who was speaking at this Glacier Clinic sessions session was Brandon Staley, who is now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he was the, the defensive coordinator at John Carroll University, and I heard him speak at, at a Glacier Clinic session in Pittsburgh. And what he said was, you will be the same person next year I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, basically, you will be the same person next year unless you surround yourself with good people and read good books. And I have <laughs> I have some a couple of young kids in my house. My wife and I have had the blessing of having twin boys here recently. Uh, they're five months here this month. But I don't get to read a lot of books these days, but I can read things that come to my email. And... I think for some of us, that's just the way life is at the moment, that we, we're we just going to read what comes to our email 
And that's what I'm doing, right? I'm just reading what comes to my email because I want to be wiser. I want to be a better coach, be a better husband, be a better father, be a better principal. So I want to uh, fill myself up with, with good things. And I was talking about failure before I went on that little tangent and I, I'm not going, I'm not going to stop my tangent yet. So a couple things, please, if you like this podcast, please subscribe to it and please leave a comment and please like the podcast on whatever podcast, uh, podcast player you listen to the podcast on. I guess that's how you, that's how you phrase that. So back to the topic at hand. So, you know, failing the beauty of failure, being vulnerable, right? Here's how I messed up the beauty of failure. Number one, embrace failure, embrace things that are hard, embrace times that we have not done as well and learn from that. Look at that more closely than your successes in life. That's something I've found to be very helpful for me. I know as a coach, the games that we lose, I study that tape a lot. And I also study the other, the opponent and I say, Hey, what are things I can steal from them that they are doing well? That will help us to be more successful. There was a program down in Charleston that I really admired when I coached down there. And and we basically stole their defense one year. Their style of defense always gave us trouble. And I said, hey, why don't we just do that? And we did. And we had a really good defensive year. And it was something that simple. Don't overthink it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. If somebody is doing something against you, that is causing you trouble, how about instead of trying to find a different way to, to have success, just steal theirs. And if you play them enough times, you have a bunch of films, so you know how they're doing it. You can look at how they're coaching it. And then I became friends with that staff. So they told me how they did it. So that really helped us to be able to uh, to do that. And I think it's really it's really cool how open a lot of coaches are. They'll just tell you how they do things. And I like to be like that as a coach. If people ask me how we do certain things, if people ask me, how do we practice? What kind of offense do I like defense, special teams, philosophy? I just give it to them. Say, Hey, here's, here's what I like. Here's how I do it. Here's how my brain works. And then tell me how your brain works because I want to steal your ideas because we're all just trying, we're all trying to be better, better football coaches. Number two, celebrate failure. Well, that one's hard <laughs> But I think if, if we're going to try new things, we're going to fail. And it's always good to be bad at things the first time you do them. Or maybe the first 10 times you do it. But you learn from that, from those failures. And in whatever avenue in life that is, right? Whether that's sports or work or personal or spiritual, right? That we just continue to work. And we make small adjustments as needed. I know for me... Now as a, I'm a head coach and I call offensive plays for us. We do our three-week period in June. And then what I like to do is in July, I'm still studying football. I'm still talking to coaches. I'm going to tweak our offense usually, right? Tweak our offense to better suit us after I, I have evaluated what we've done in June. Because I think that's really important that after we – we practice after we have co-practices, after we have 707s, we evaluate our personnel and then we tweak what we need to tweak for it to be the best that it can be. Now, some years that's been a lot, some years that's been 
nothing. I mean, we haven't tweaked anything. But I think it's important that we're at least open to that because we have to be willing to celebrate the failure of, hey, that didn't work like I wanted it to. So I need to be able to make an adjustment. And it's we need to be vulnerable with ourselves and with other people and say, hey, this didn't work how I wanted it to. Maybe, maybe my players didn't understand it the way they needed to. Or maybe they just can't do it. So let's make that adjustment and let's do something different that gives them a better chance. And I like, I in my brain, I think about give the players a different tool in the toolbox. So yesterday, I had to replace a taillight in my Forex board. And I had to find, I had to get an eight millimeter uh, ratchet. And I didn't have one. Right, I watched a YouTube video and it said use eight millimeter ratchet and it'll just pull this the the bolts out and then you can replace the light. Well, I didn't have the correct tool, so I tried to use one that I thought might work, like a pair of pliers, and none of the different pliers I had worked because I needed a specific tool for that part. So I needed to add more tools to my toolbox. So I went out today and bought tools from Harbor Freight. Free advertisement plug for Harbor Freight. If you are looking to buy any sort of tools or anything for that guys like uh, chainsaws, <laughs> anything uh, that deals with uh, hardware, go to Harbor Freight. Don't go to Lowe's and spend more money. <laughs> go to Harbor Freight and buy from them. So that's a free plug for Harbor Freight uh, because I think they just do they do wonderful. Uh, they do they're a wonderful business. I really enjoy going in there. And buying things and spending money there. So back to our, our point at hand, I had to find a different tool. It wasn't that I couldn't do it. I had to find a different way. I had to find the correct way to open my tail light up and put a new light in it so I could have a rear turn signal so I don't get pulled over by the police and get a ticket. Same thing with offense and defense. As we evaluate our personnel throughout the summer, through preseason, Make those necessary adjustments. Put another tool in your toolbox. And I would say this, if you're going to put another tool in your toolbox, take one out. And that's something recently I I think I've had a a hard time with because I think we're all, I I think most people who listen to this podcast are football coaches. Scheme is everywhere now. You go on YouTube, I get scheme sent to my email. You can text different coaches. You can get huddle film, Coach Huey. And we just add a bunch of things, right? And we have like a miscellaneous tool bag. And I know I have that sometimes, right? I like this play. I like this this formation. But as we go through summer and preseason, let's fine-tune that. Maybe we throw some tools out. Maybe we add some, right? Or maybe we throw a bunch out and don't add any. We just get better at what we're good at, right? The tools that we have for that year. Because in high school football, you know, I like I, I think it's cool if programs run a certain offense and defense year after year after year. But I know for me, where I'm at in rural West Virginia, my roster the strengths of my roster turn over pretty heavily every year. And that's because we'll graduate, I don't know, fifteen seniors somewhere around there. And my roster has had fifty. That's include that includes J V, fifty, fifty five. So that's a pretty heavy turnover. So I don't want to be tied to, hey, we just run this. How about we run what we have, right? And that can change. Maybe you get a player out their senior year that played their freshman year, and then 
Maybe we didn't play for a number of reasons, and then they can help you. Or maybe somebody got hurt, so then you have to you know reshuffle the deck, so to speak. Now, do I think philosophy needs to stay the same? Yeah. Like, we're always going to run the football. We're going to play action, good, quick game. On offense, those are those are awesome things, right? If you're going to, you know, that's who we, that's who we are. So we're going to do that. It's just, it may look different year to year. Defensively, those of y'all who have listened to the podcast since day one know I love man-to-man. <laughs> and if we can play man-to-man, <clears throat> we're going to play man-to-man. Uh, end of story. Bring some pressure or not bring pressure, right? Be able to do both, right? But I love man-to-man. Uh, I like cover one. I really love cover zero. It's really risky, but I really love it. Uh, I love just the the philosophy of we're in your face. Let's go get it. <coughs> but also being able to be vulnerable about, hey, I, I like this, but maybe this isn't best for us, right? The last couple of years, we've had to play a lot of zone coverage because of personnel. And I was vulnerable enough with myself and my staff to say, hey, I like man-to-man. It evens numbers. It's easy to teach schematically. You get to work fundamentals, basically all practice. But it, that's not what's best for us. I could have fed my ego and said, hey, I'm a man-to-man coach. We're just going to play man-to-man. But that was that's not what was best for our team. There's been in last year we started in a you know 50 angle defense, and we thought we had some we had some D linemen who could move up front and slant an angle, and we ended up not having that. So we had to morph it into you know a four four, because we just basically set the angle and played <laughs> played over and under front four four because that's what a slant and angle 50 is right. You're you're moving to a four four defense. So and that's what we did. So we said, hey, we're struggling doing this. Let's do this instead. Now, we didn't throw everything out, right? We st- we played cover three, and we had been playing a bunch of cover three anyway. So same teaching for the secondary, for your linebacker drops, for your run fits. But it's a small tweak, right? Instead of using a wrench to change an 8-millimeter bolt, use the ratchet, right? Use something that fits better. And what I see a lot of times is guys say, I'm a this coach, so I'm a spread coach, I'm an option coach, I'm a pro-I coach. How about just be a coach (laughs) that uses their personnel to the best of their ability? And that brings me to the last point of this this email. It says, the the beauty of failure that that we've been talking about, the last point is learn from failure. And that's something I had to learn from, is I wanted to come in and say, hey, I'm a this coach, right? I want to run this defense, and this was years ago, and we didn't have that personnel. And luckily, I've realized that early in the year. But imagine if, and we had a good year that year, we went to the playoffs, won a game in the playoffs. I thought we were going to be something else. But we ended up just, we ended up fitting our personnel and using them to the best of their ability. And I think what allowed me and coaches I studied to be like that, like Nick Saban, Nick Saban. Could have, could have said years ago, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a 50 defense. We play big old defensive linemen, and that's just what we do. Well, Nick Saban evolved, right? Or he could have said, hey, I'm an under center pro-style coach and could have never evolved in Alabama. We just kind of hit mediocrity. Now, what's interesting is I think they're going to go back to a lot of those philosophies, right, especially offensively. Uh, not defensively because the game has changed too much in college, but offensively, I think he's, I think Saban is going to go back to pound the rock. But 
he had really good quarterbacks there for a while, right? A couple guys won Heisman's, a couple guys got drafted high in the NFL draft. Jalen Hurts was on the bench, right? Jalen Hurts just played in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he was he was on the bench behind uh, Tua, but Nick Saban evolved, right, to fit how the game was being played and the personnel that he had. And I think the opposite of that is somebody like Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan knew the 46 defense, but when people figure that out at, in the, at the NFL level, he had no other tool in the tool bag. He was done, right? <laughs> like he he became a head coach, but that was it. Because he only had one tool in in the toolbox. I think of a guy like Paul Johnson, who was at Georgia Tech. And he had done great things at Georgia Tech. But he never evolved out of the triple option. Now, some could say he had a lot of success doing that. Sure, but I think in that situation, you've got to read the room. The school wanted something different. Well, as a coach, be willing to evolve. Be willing to adapt the situation that you're in. Be vulnerable with the people around you and say, Hey, I don't know enough about this, but I'm going to go learn how to do this so I can put our school in the best position to win. And that really is what it comes down to, right? For us as coaches, we're just trying to put, put ourselves and our schools in the best position to win. And there's a couple other bullets in this email. I'll reference as we, we wrap this up. It says everything in life gets better when you get better. Nothing gets better until you get better. Yeah. So as a coach, let's get better. Let's not take the month of July and say, hey, let's kick our feet up. Season's coming in a month. Let's just quit learning. No, man, quit, keep learning. Keep going after it, right? Keep trying to find that edge for your for your football team. And the second and the last bullet point here, be humble. Overconfidence is the enemy of clear thinking. I often think that I don't have the answer when I, when I talk to myself. And I think that, that's a good thing. I think it's good that we think about, or we think, hey, I don't have the answer. Let me go find it. And then let's try to do it better next time. Uh, We had a good three-week period. I think we did a lot of really good things. But we can't rest in our laurels, right? We can't just say, oh, that's enough. And, you know, that's, that's good enough. Now, I think in July, we need to give our players some time off. Let our players be refreshed. Uh, but us as coaches, you know, I'm not working out much anymore. I'm walking. That's what I do these days. I walk. <laughs> I walk with our kids uh, at the Riverwalk here in Buckhannon. That place is beautiful. If you ever visit Buckhannon, go to the Riverwalk uh, at Wesleyan College. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful spot. We got re- we got rained on big time today. <laughs> we went out and uh, it started pouring down rain. So that was a, a good time. But, you know, mentally for us as coaches, it's important that we, we continue to pour into – uh, ourselves, fill ourselves up this time of year, right? Allow people to speak into our lives, reach out to people that you've reached out to in the past to get some ideas and, and be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to say, Hey, I I'm struggling with this concept or I need some, some insight into how to be a better coach this year. And people will eat that up, man. People will, will tell you what they know. People will be empathetic and people, your friends are there to help you, right? Your coaching friends are there to help you. And uh, if I can ever be a help to you, please reach out. Uh, Zach, Z-A-C-H dot Davis, 24 at gmail.com. And please subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, rate the podcast, leave a comment. That would be great. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, have a good one.